Earthwise Reflections on Earth-Based Spirituality. I'm Anu Dudley with a piece about the beach in winter. When I walk on the beach in winter, I know I will be pretty much alone. Few seem to find the winter beach alluring. The cold, the starkness, the seeming unwelcoming, even hostile power of the ocean's surging waves, and perhaps the very lack of human presence may keep people away from the beach in winter. Of course, the roads leading to the beaches are often not plowed in winter, which can mean a long, challenging walk through the snow and ice before you can get to the sand and waves. But I always find it worth the trouble. Walking the beach in winter lets you experience the whole life cycle of the beach, for the beach is, after all, a living entity, which changes with the seasons, just like the land does. The beach has a life of its own that continues to unfold whatever the season and whether or not we are present to witness it. The winter beach is different from the summer beach. Because of the greater temperature differences that occur in winter, storms are harsher, making the waves that pound the beach larger and more voracious than at other times of the year. The winter beach is subject to greater erosion as storm surges devour sandbanks with monstrous bites. Winter storms create high, steep-fronted waves that hurl flotsam and sand far up onto the shore, creating a steeper beach than in the summer. For this reason, winter is a good time to go beachcombing, for the high beach tends to hold on to things. The winter beach sounds different, too. To start with, there are far fewer seagulls filling the air with their whistling cries, and the waves seem to thunder louder when they crash over the sand. And as they surge up the beach, the waves make a thin, screeching sound. As you walk on the damp sand, your feet make high-pitched squeaking noises, very unlike the soft shush of summer sand. The cold must make the sand particles interact with each other differently, and perhaps the cold air transmits the sound differently, too. I remember once noticing that on really frigid mornings, the sound made by a jet flying high in the sky was like a faint scream or something tearing, and so it is at the beach in winter. The winter beach can be dazzling. When the waves slam against the beach, the foam rushes up the sand and freezes, leaving iridescent glass balls magically illuminated by the low angle of the winter sun. The sand glitters with tiny ice crystals, and pebbles gleam with coatings of smooth, shiny ice, which gets renewed with each new sweep of waves. If the atmospheric conditions are right, you may encounter a phenomenon known as sea smoke, a particular type of localized fog that happens when water vapor rising from the sea mixes with the very cold air moving close over it. In other words, this happens when the ocean is warmer than the air. Sea smoke shifts and billows over the ocean's surface and appears to swirl and rise because water droplets at the upper limit of the fog evaporate and new droplets form close to the water surface. The wildness of the winter beach may repel some who find it too chaotic, but it is this very wildness that attracts me. It makes me think of the original meaning of the term chaos, who was a Greek goddess of the void. Chaos was the watery sea of elements and energies, the vast abyss of potential out of which the mother goddess created the material world. There was nothing of the destructive about chaos the way we understand it today. 
Brother Chaos was the stuff of construction, merely awaiting intention and will to create the world. Although it appears wild and disorderly, the Winter Beach is really a dramatic performance of pure creative potential, churning, surging, washing away and building up in a continuous cycle of death and recreation. While we may think of winter as a time of death or death-like stillness, the beach in winter is far from dead or still, and embodies instead the everlasting creative synergy of the earth and the sea. Winter goddesses from cultures around the world represent winter's creative potential. The Buddhist goddess, Hemantadevi, for example, carried a cup and a hammer. The cup was the infinite potential of the void, and the hammer was the force of creation shaping the elements of the void into new life. Hemantadevi's companion animal was the camel, called the land dragon or winged serpent, what we would call the Ouroboros, the snake with its tail in its mouth, representing the perpetual cycle of life, death, and rebirth contained in the Straits of Winter. The beach in winter invites us to experience the surging of creative potential in all its raw vitality. Are you up for a different kind of winter adventure? Then come to the beach. Blessed be. You've been listening to EarthWise, Reflections on Earth-Based Spirituality. I'm Anu Dudley.